Welcome to episode 10 of Sutton Like That, titled Clickbait, the 49ers were cheated. Yes, my beloved 49ers lost the Super Bowl, but that is all right. And I'm doing well. I was sick last week, but I'm back to bring you another episode of Sutton Like That. I will also be talking about my favorite podcast. Yes, I do a podcast, but I love podcasts as well. And I love to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. So I will be telling you how one of his guests, who is an African-American male, converted over 200 KKK members and other members of racist factions to a different light. Yes, I will be talking about that. And also, I will be talking about the joys of life and what I'm up to. So keep it where you got it. This is something like that. Episode 10. Welcome to another edition of Sutton Like That. This is your boy, Professional Sutton. Yes, it is a, what is this? A nice way back Wednesday, way back Wednesday. Yes, it's definitely a way back Wednesday for your boy. <sighs> I'm really sad my 49ers lost. Uh, do I think we got gypped? Yes, I do. But here's why. Because I'm a 49ers fan. So I won't talk bad about the Kansas City Chiefs as much as I'm going to talk so bad about our coach, Kyle Shanahan. Now, listen, this is a team that went 4-12 and last year to end the regular season at 13-3. and So this was a successful season. And we did a great job throughout the playoffs. We made it to the Super Bowl, and we were up by 10 points with less than eight minutes to go, and we still managed to lose. Now, watching that, it hurt me so bad because I just knew I was going to pick up my phone. I was going to talk so much shit to everybody that's been giving me slack that whole week. But instead, no, I had to watch in agony as my team lost the freaking Super Bowl again. I had to watch it in 2013. And for me, I say, you know what? Maybe it's a little superstitious. Maybe it was my fault because I didn't sit where I was supposed to sit. And I am the reason that my team didn't play as well as we should because I'm the one who decided to go a different route. So this time I say, you know what? I'm going to negate everybody. I'm going to make sure I am at Milford Sports Pub and Grill like I was for the past two games for the divisional game and for the conference championship game. And I'm going to make sure I am in the building. I'm going to break this curse. I'm going to make sure that I got the correct socks on. All of this, all of this. Listen, when you are a sports fan, you are very much so stupid stitches. Yes, I call it stupid stitches because it's stupid. It's so goddamn stupid because at the end of the day, I'm not playing. But I felt like I had a say in my team winning. I was at the same bar in the same spot doing the same things. And we just end up losing. So I blame myself. I really do blame myself. In the sense that I had on socks I shouldn't have wore. But, you know, 
again, I know I said I won't be blaming myself, but it's hard not to blame myself. It's really hard not to. You know, watching that go down, we should have just ran the ball, killed the clock, put Jimmy G in a situation where Jimmy G, who's our starting quarterback, for those of you that don't know, he could have play action, got the ball out, and we could have won. But no, that's not what happened. We lost. But it's tax season, and like most people who are, you know, of the working class, Tax season is upon us, and we can buy the thing that we really want, aka pay down some of these bills. But it's good. But it is so good. It's so good. I'm watching TV right now. Shouts out to Tremont Waters, a New Haven native, on TV, sitting next to a Connecticut legend, Kimber, the Killer Walker. So dope. So dope. So tonight's show is episode ten. Yes, this is episode ten, and I'm. Talking about how the 49ers got screwed. And this is clickbait. Yes, this is just straight clickbait. Because I want you to click on it. And I want you to hear my podcast. Because it is so dope. It is so fun. It is so great. So this week I started. Uh, um, I am a co-facilitator of a group. Uh, I. Uh, what is it called? Uh, family violence. Intimate family violence group. Uh, AKA domestic violence, and it's actually pretty dope. Um, and 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 you know, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that with uh, all disrespect to those who are affected, but it's actually good to really help those who don't understand it. You know, to give them a different perspective. Because for me, when I started this journey of counseling, I was like, I'm not working with adults. Adults are stupid. I want to work with kids. Kids understand you. Kids want to work with you. And it was kids, 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 kids. But I end up working with adults in a, a IOP substance abuse program. And I actually had a really great time. And I realized that when you're working outpatient with kids, their attention span is just so fast, especially younger kids. Because younger kids, they don't really grasp this concept of what counseling is at this moment. You know, they're just trying to get through it. They just want to play. But just to be working with adults, I have a different respect for it. I have, I really have a different respect. I have a different mindset for it because I feel that at a certain age, um, some adults, when they come in, they're like, listen, this is my last stop. What can I do? I need some damn help. And you give them that help. You really give them that help and you're like, all right, okay, cool. Let me let me let me see what I can do for you. Let me see what I can do with you. And I was always under the impression that you gotta be so professional to the point where you kind of lose yourself. You know, you gotta be to the point where you're not authentic. But I learned how to be authentic. And I think that it's crazy because whenever I'm doing a session, it's like I'm doing a session on my podcast. And when I'm doing a podcast, it's like I'm doing a session for my therapy session so i'm practicing podcasting and i'm also practicing my therapy session 24 7 365 so it's kind of dope you know you know get to really practice and really get to take that route and you know do it from there so i think it's not too bad not too bad i'm i'm learning how to adjust to it Uh, i'm learning how to um you know Get in the swing of things of of working with adults and not only kids. Because adults, you can be, I find that you can be more candid. Whereas kids, you kind of got to 
be uh, coherent to them, but also covert in your message because you don't want to be too disrespectful and too much. So, but yeah, that, that was, that was my week. That was fun, but I'm not too bad as people, you know, made it seem, you know, and, and it was, and it's so funny because I got so many, sorry for your lost text. Like I died. I didn't die. I'm okay. My team is, my team just lost the Super Bowl. It's not the end of the world for me. Now, some people it is the end of the world for, and yes, it is tough, but I am going to live my best life. I am going to do the things that I want to do. I'm taking a trip. I would love some suggestions on where I should go. I definitely want to go, you know, um, do something that's fun. It, it it will be a couple's trip, not with the fellas this 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 go around, but you know, with my lady. So it'll be a nice couple's trip. So that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. Um, driving. I listen to a lot of very very interesting podcasts. Um, one of my favorite podcasts is Joe Rogan. Shouts out to Joe Rogan and a Joe Rogan podcast. Um, it had to be probably one of the most interesting podcasts that I heard segments, I should say, um, on a Joe Rogan podcast. Um, the guy name is Daryl Davis. Now, if you don't know who Daryl Davis is, he is an R and B musician and, you know, uh, he, I don't want to say converted, but he really got into the nooks and crannies of helping uh people who were from kkk the neo-nazis helping them see a different perspective on racism and their ideologies of race and i found it to be so interesting because here you have this black man who is in the south a musician and you have a lot of people who are uh of the how can i put this of the racist you know cloth you know who who has the mindset that black people are ignorant um jewish people are this and anybody that's not a purebred white person is so stupid and you could have someone like him just talk to them and they're just like wow like wow you know again like when he was talking he said it didn't it didn't happen overnight. You know, it took time and you had to really get in there. You had to really break it down. But I found it very interesting because I think that whenever you're speaking with someone and you're using proper grammar and you are not stooping to their level, the way in which they approach you is so, so different. It's so fascinating because when you hear him talk, you can obviously tell he is a well-educated person he speaks very well. So when a lot of these, you know, racist people come to him, they can't talk to him and say, oh, well, he's just a regular nigga. He's ignorant. Um, he doesn't know what he's talking about because this man clearly knows what he's talking about. And the ideology that a lot of these people have is really sad, man, because a lot of races in their whole tone and their whole speech is more about them being afraid that they're going to lose their whiteness, especially a lot of white males who have this, you know, thought process or have this, 
you know, I don't know. Just 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 the way they put things together. Like, I'm going to lose my whiteness. And how they stereotype, you know, how they said that black people has this uh, propensity in, in, in our DNA to hurt people, to kill people. And I like when he was talking to one of his um, friends that were in the KKK. And, you know, they end up becoming friends, obviously. Um, believe it or not, he's very close with a lot of uh, people who are, you know, in the neo-Nazi, the nationalist. Um, some of them are, many of them are former, you know, people who had these ideology and he was able to talk to and get 200 of these people to change their views and to denounce, you know, their racist ways. But he was talking to uh, one of them and, and I can't, I can't for the life of me think of what the guy name is, but the guy was like, you know, all black people have this gene in their DNA and they just want to kill murder. And, you know, they just want to, they're just lazy. And he goes on and, and you know, and he kind of gives a speech so, you know, um, Daryl was like, well, why isn't that true for me? Because I never went to jail. I never killed him. I never did this. And he said, well, basically, your gene is kind of latent, but it's in there and it's going to come. So then he goes, Daryl goes, well, all white people are serial killers. So he's starting to name Ted Bundy, uh, John Wayne Gacy. Uh, so on and so forth. And then a the guy goes, well, that's that's stupid. Why? Why would anyone think like that? Like, that's so untrue. Like, that's 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 not real. You know, so he gets mad. And so he says his he says his piece, whatever. So then the guy goes, well, if that's true, then why haven't I been, you know, a serial killer or whatever? So then <laughs> Daryl goes, well, it's in your genes. It's just latent at this time. It's laying dormant. And just to have that conversation with the racist, I think it's so funny because, again, he was upset because he's like, that's not true. Like, how can you think like that? But then to get it flipped on him and say, well, how can you think like that? You don't even know me. I think it was such a poignant message in this. It's like, yo, listen, we are all humans. And a lot of these racist people, they get their knowledge from someone who just as ignorant as them. And they're able to spew this hatred and they just take that one sided, you know, measurement and just really run with it and say, this is truth. This is Bible and this is gospel. And then you have things like Charlottesville, you have, you know, people who are just ignorant and they're just violent because they really believe that they are superior than what they are. And little do they know the situation they are in, they're probably uh, less fortunate than a lot of African-Americans or a lot of people who they consider as, you know, colored or Jewish people because of their socioeconomic status. But they feel that because I'm a white male, I am better than most people in America. And that says a lot because in this country and in, in this in this day and age, I think that is so funny that you can have the same people watching sports together. You can have the same people rooting for the same teams. You have the people, you know, um, going out, loving the same food. But then just their ideology on people are just like, how could you really think that what you're saying is correct based on 
what we know about each other. We have way more in common than we have differences. And that's the part that's always kind of tickled me because you have people who really believe that what they're saying is the truth, the way, and the gospel of life. And just hearing Darrell Davis, Daryl Davis, I'm sorry, Daryl Davis speak, I think it was so important because he started to really do research because he was in a very diverse background. His dad traveled for work. So he was able to have a different perspective on life. He was able to see people from all walks of life and his view on race was totally different from someone who was actually raised all of their life in the South because I think that when you're raised, you know, in the South or when you're raised in certain parts of the USA, you already have this notion because you had those have been having those notions against you. So you're kind of like, this is how I feel. This is how it's going to be. And I'll do my research when I need to, but I'm probably not because these people have been doing me wrong for so long. Whereas Daryl, he he was coming from a place of um, equality. He was coming from a place of, you know, mix and, you know, desegregation where everyone looked different, but it was okay. You know, and then, you know, we're talking the 60s and he said he was in different parts of the world and being that, you know, uh, his father, I believe, had like a job with the embassy. He was able to see children from all walks of life. Versus people that live in America where it was separate. And some people, and not everyone was racist, but, you know, some people just figured that was just the way it was. Blacks stayed with blacks and whites stayed white. But for him to go and have that experience, when he came back, he was like, we shouldn't be like this. This is unfair. We need to really change this. So for him to do a deep dive and assess the situation and, and, and try to figure out why are people racist? Why don't they like me? You know, what is their reason? And just, and just the, all of the information that he collected, just all the information from, uh, um, stories to even robes and, and, and hoods. Think about that. Think you, you have this black man, you know, not a, not a small man, you know, um, very, very prominent in his stature and he's attending KKK rallies. Listen to that. You have a black man attending KKK rallies to, to want to understand the thought process and patterns of those who are, you know, uh, trying to keep him separate and his people separate from them and, you know, and continue to, to discriminate, but he kept pushing and, for him to convert, I don't want to say convert because he said he didn't convert them, but to get people to change their thought process and to get them to denounce what they thought for all these years was right and they realized that this is stupid, that says a lot. And not only does it say a lot about him, but it also says a lot about them. And, you know, those individuals, he didn't give all the, the names of these individuals, but... I want to commend and salute them because it takes courage to say I was wrong. This is not right. I have to do something and I have to make it better. 
And that's what he did. And just listening to the whole podcast, I just thought it was just so phenomenal. I just thought it was just just well put together. Joe Rogan did a great job as always. Joe Rogan always does a great podcast and he does a great podcast because he lets his uh, guests talk. He lets them speak. And that's one thing about a podcast I can't stand when someone's over talking to guests too much. Now, sometimes you got to go in there and, you know, you want to, you know, be a little, you know, jokey and you want to play and that's fine. I, I don't, I don't mind that. But when you are really dominating the, the interview, it's like, come on, I turn, I have a podcast that I like, and I'm not going to put his name out there. He's very dominant. He's gotten better, but it's really hard to listen because he talks over them so, so much to the point where I sometimes turn because I'm like, what are you doing? Stop it. Please just stop. Let them finish the talk. But Joe Rogan does a really good job, man. And and he's he's one of my mentors and he doesn't even know it. You know, I look up to Joe Rogan podcast because it's all about consistency. It's all about having someone that can hear you, having someone that can see what you're doing and respect it and being consistent with it. So that's so that's my goal for 2020 to put out a podcast every single week. Last week I didn't put one out. I was just so bogged down with work. I was actually sick. If you live in the Northeast, I don't know what ran through uh, the freaking East Coast, but it was a nasty, nasty bug. And I got the bug. I didn't get the flu, thank God. So I was able to beat the flu, but I was feeling bad. But it feels so good to get back on his mic. And if if it feels so good to just talk and just use words and, you know, tell a, tell a great story, you know, so... This podcast is not going to be as long as the other ones, but I do have some dope podcasts coming up. I do have some dope, interesting guests. I have one dude who I, you know, know, and I call him my mentor, Rob Davis. You know, I want to hear his story. You know, dude has a great story. He has a podcast as well. And, you know, we tend to, you know, get give ideas, get ideas, and, you know, just, just help each other out in any way we can, man. Like the microphone that I'm using, one of the – best microphone that I ever wanted. It was, it's, it's, it's the one that the breakfast club uses. I don't know the name of it right now. I was looking for the box, but I can't find it, you know? So just to have people who, you know, do a podcast and Rikita Johnson, she was on it. I'm going to get my brother Lamont up here. You know, we're going to talk some stuff about from religion to politics, to sex, to everything, man. It's, it's, it's definitely going to be a dope podcast. And, I want a few people up here, but you know, it, it's, it's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. Sometimes you don't have to say nothing, but you just have to smile and just let people see you for what you are, you know? And even though I wasn't on, it was like, I got to get on the mic. I got, I got to say something. I got to let the audience know that I'm okay. And I'm here. So yes, I am here, you know, and this podcast will be out soon. So you know, definitely enjoy it. But coming up in the works, it's going to be some dope, dope, dope guests. It's going to be some dope segments. So please stay tuned for that. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But again, thank you, everyone who's tuning in. Um, I might drop two podcasts on one day. So that way you can listen to it and, you know, go from there. But 
it's going to be a really, really dope, you know, dope session coming up. So with that being said, thank you again for tuning to another edition of Sutton Like That podcast. Also check out my other podcast, Don't Shoot the Messenger. That is strictly sports. So check that out on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere podcast or so, of course, on Anchor. So that's called Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast under Professional Sutton or Mark. I think Marquette Sutton. Yes. Yeah, so look for that under Marquette Sutton. And on that note, when you hear that music, you know, it's time for me to go. Have a good day, people.